0: Today's social media platforms and digital marketplaces neither have walls nor borders, but how does that affect your functional CPG brand? With a few clicks of your mouse, you can instantly start up your functional CPG brand's international marketing and retail distribution. It's really crazy if you think about it, just how easy it is today to start a multinational brand. I think we take this for granted, honestly. We are in the golden era of entrepreneurship right now because of social media and e-commerce. Regardless of what's happening with the uncertainty from COVID-19, entrepreneurship in the US and in the UK are up. But with all that said, something that the COVID-19 effect also did was reinforce that there should not be a one size fits all approach to business, not only domestically, but if you're talking about this multinationally, being a multinational functional CPG brand shouldn't mean that you're seeking parity from a global standpoint. Instead, you should be seeking a global template, but with local adaptations. And there's kind of a business school jargon word for that, and it's called glocalization. So basically globalization and localization mash those two words up and you get glocalization. Now, glocalization is not necessarily a new concept for 2020. You look at a number of businesses, one as an example with like KFC, They do have a little bit of a spicier chicken in the Indian market. If you look at Nestle's owned Kit Kat, I think they have a dozen or more flavors in the Japanese market. They have like a wasabi flavor. They have a soy sauce flavor. They have a green tea flavor. So kind of a lot of crazy things going on there. I can name honestly endless amounts of glocalization that happens across a lot of industries. So it's not necessarily even all that new when you're considering a functional CPG brand. I'll explain to you a little bit at the end of the video. I'll give you a little bit of a kind of like case study to reinforce what I'm talking about. So why glocalization? The functional CPG industry is really facing a wake-up call when you consider that every single international market is starting to resemble what, in this case, speaking from an American and American brands, we're dealing with a lot of competition as barriers of entry, lower down, and you have kind of proliferation of brand creation. And because of that, and that's happening across every single market right now. So if you are a brand that's trying to be a global or multinational brand, you're facing increased local competition in almost every single market, you're also dealing with consumers or just regions kind of getting a little bit closer to local or regional cultural identities thus brands that want to be successful need to respond to these different customer bases so they can identify with the products in which you're offering now with a lot of these new brands being created locally and just internationally as a whole there's so many choices that a consumer can pick from global brands you tend to look for things that relate to you, that resemble you. You need something that is kind of personalized to you. And if you can't find that in a certain brand, you just go to the next one, you just go to the next one. And for a functional CPG brand to be successful, they have to really respect a lot of the local tastes, Sometimes the local requirements to do business, some of the local cultural elements, social norms, and just overall consumer habits. If they're not accounting for those things and just trying to blanket this one-size-fits-all approach or in the case of sometimes egotistical American brands, we just try to force feed our way in life in hope that the international market would just assimilate to and that's not the case anymore that is the opposite strategy that any functional cpg brand should be utilizing in the current time frame now with all of this said a lot easier to talk about localization than actually executing on it at a highly successful level there is a ton of complexities a ton of challenges that come up when you are looking to institute some type of globalization strategies. Companies generally need to excel at leveraging both internal and external human capital utilization. They need to really focus on customizing processes and procedures and finding that sweet spot between kind of personalization and customization and scale and efficiency. So really looking at that as like a barbell strategy, not always going towards the most scale or, or cost effective way and making sure they're utilizing the global technologies, the global supply chains, depending on which categories of functional CPG you're working in, making sure you're adapting to where Commerce is currently at, and where commerce is going, where fulfillment's going. Localization also requires a lot of times, like corporate branding, to take a look at some of their symbols, some of their taglines, and every other kind of branding element to make sure that they fit and are being received correctly within those individual local markets. Now, just to give you guys some simplistic strategic concepts so you can maybe be a little bit better at localization, or maybe these are just like reminders to you to kind of just check yourself and think about this when you are jumping into a globalization strategy. First one being that you do need to embrace the increased complexity Yes, you should be keeping those Hero product variants, flavor variants, so those are available in every market because social media and digital marketplaces, people can see those anywhere. If somebody is in, say, Poland or Germany and they're looking at your social media and it's in the US, odds are, if this is a very popular product, they're gonna want that product but you also need to accommodate for local needs and because you're going to need to focus on some of those local needs you need to accommodate a more experimental operation that tolerates a lot more moving parts secondly you want to make sure you're listening to local voices so make sure you're getting as close as possible to these local consumers also empowering some of your local employees brand ambassadors maybe just super fans to generate new ideas you want to encourage a flow of ideas through some of these relevant external partnerships and you want to make sure that you're getting to market as quickly as possible so you can actually learn from the market the individual market that you're in there don't try to be perfect a lot of times yes you've probably have built up this kind of pristine perfect product when you're looking at your own domestic market that you've operated in for quite a few years. But when you're jumping into a glocalization type of offering or maybe marketing, make sure that you're getting to market quickly so you can actually get the most relevant feedback loop possible, which is the market. You also want to make sure you're taming your expectations. Even the most successful glocalized offerings, odds are they're not going to be the market leader in that country or that region that's because you're dealing with a ton of competition but it will provide you something that could be extremely profitable and create some brand clout that can be carried over to your overall efforts in that area also should consider that failure rates in this market probably are going to be a little bit high with you testing some of these new ideas so just make sure that you are considering that and making sure your expectations are at the right level. Now, like I said, at the beginning of this content, I was going to provide you guys an example of a functional CPG brand that does do very well at globalization. This case study, I guess you can call it a case study is around Myprotein. If you're not aware of who my protein is, they are a UK based global sports nutrition brand that was founded in 2011. Now owned by a portfolio called the hut group and they now operate in i think 70 countries and in my opinion my protein is the king of localization for the functional cpg category and that's because more than 80 percent of their total revenue comes from outside of their home country and they operate currently over 50 localized websites one specific example within the asian market my protein has seen explosive growth in this region with japan south korea and taiwan all growing in excess of a hundred percent year-over-year compounded annual growth rate over the last three years the asian market also saw a 188 percent year-over-year growth on singles day which is a major asian Sales holiday, My Protein Japan. It's actually set to become the brand's single largest territory this year. They've had specially developed products to suit the Asian taste palettes. They've had a fully localized marketing strategy that's connected to a lot of global influencers that they get through the Hut Group's experience division. They've had local pop-up shops. And in addition, the Hut Group has also opened up new warehouses in Singapore and India that serves the Asian market in a lot more efficiency. Around 70% of the MyProtein Asian customers are being fulfilled locally. And this is very similar to what they've been able to do also in the US market. They've opened up offices, they've opened up manufacturing, they've opened up distribution, they have local influencers, localized marketing, local packaging and flavors for the US market. And you can see this being done in several other areas as well. They've had some trademark flavors and product offerings coming from the European market and the list goes on with my protein. And if anybody's looking in the functional CPG category of successful example of localization, I would look no further than my protein. Now just end this video on some final thoughts. Glocalization is exactly what successful functional CPG brands must do as the world becomes one, but also becomes increasingly fragmented. This is definitely not the easiest undertaking to do this successfully, but if you execute properly, the rewards are immensely valuable.